Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Hi, Rick. Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Excited to hear about your book, Healing Career Wounds. But before that, can you tell us a little bit about you and your expertise? Yeah. Hi, my name is Rick Gerard. I'm an executive recruiter in the Silicon Valley, been doing it for about 20,000 years. I've, I've, I've done primarily retained executive search for the past uh, seven or eight years. I love what I do. And, and now I've kind of created a, a scenario, a, a thing called HireOS, which is a hiring operating system that serves a need for entrepreneurs, like small companies, and it gives them the tools so that they can effectively plug in a hiring system and that'll help them essentially like be able to effectively identify people based on evidential support as opposed to running off bias. Gotcha. And you're so busy. I mean, you have your company, you have your own radio show and podcast, and now you've decided to throw author um, into the, into the spiel too. So tell me, you know, what made you decide to become an author and why did you decide to write your book? You know, I decided to write a book for two reasons. One, I, I don't scale, right? Like, so felt it was important for people to be able to have the tools. And it's basically a how-to guide for entrepreneurs of how they can effectively set up a hiring operating system and run it within their organization. And then, you know, I had some time last year to finish it up. I actually started it like two and a half years ago. And in 2020, I decided I was going to get it out. And we finished it up in at the end of 2020, but then released it in May of this year. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, the hiring operating system, kind of what that looks like? And then how does that impact your book? Yeah, so it's effectively, I mean, it's essentially like two or four components, right? So, it, and it drills down to, it starts with core values, whatever your core company values are, and you build upon that. Most companies say they're values-driven companies, but a lot of them aren't. They have like words on the back of their wall that'll say teamwork and collaboration and all these things, but they're really not what the, what the company is, right? So what we do is we get companies to really drill down on what their corporate values are and what they inspire to be, and then build their um, whole job description and interview questionnaire around that so that they understand whether or not people align with those values. Being that cultural reasons are primarily the number one reason why people end up leaving or getting fired, you know, because they just don't fit, it solves that issue. And that that cuts out a, a huge, a huge amount of bad hires that are made, not only on the company side, but also the candidate taking the wrong, wrong opportunity. Yeah. One thing I'm, I'm reading your book right now, and, and I loved how you talked about the culture. If you have a bunch of assholes, tell people that they're assholes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's other assholes assholes who want to be at your company. So yeah. be honest about it up front. I mean, not every culture is teamwork focused and it's okay, but don't lie about it. Exactly. Own who you are. I met with the CEO, this was a couple of years ago, but like I went in and met with the CEO and he had all these great words on the back of his wall, like right behind his desk. And I'm like, okay, so these are your values. Oh yeah. You know, we, we spent a bunch of money with a firm and they helped us put together these values and he, he was all proud of it. And then he like walked me through the office 
And as we're walking through the office, he's showing me things and I'm noticing that like people are getting really loud on their keyboards as they're hearing them come through and they're picking up the phone and talking and there was no collaboration, no talking. We went back to his office and I went, those aren't really your values, are they? Like I saw no collaboration. As a matter of fact, I saw people like trying to stay busy or act like they're busy as we were walking by them. And he's like, oh no, we, you know, we just, we picked all these words out. We thought they were just great. I'm like, but that's not who you are. It's amazing how you just, as an entrepreneur, I knew I had to have values and it is sometimes you just kind of pick the most interesting words, but then you don't back it up and actually put like solid evidence as to why those are your values and then actually show them like do them during the day. Yeah. It's an interesting exercise to go through as an entrepreneur, right? Because you really have to go, who am I? Because really I'm the, I am the basis of what this company is. And there's some good things about me and there's some not so good things about me. Like I have a really high bar, which sometimes is impossible and, and I am demanding, but like I had to kind of build that into what, what my values are in such a way, you know, of course I'm working on myself too, but in such a way that kind of still brings those out. One of my takeaways so far from your book has been the the whole conversation that my company, I might think it's wonderful. I might think it's the best place to work, but when I'm interviewing someone to join my team, I can't be thinking that way. I have to think about the person. No one else is going to be like, oh, she's so awesome. You know, just because I think I'm awesome. It, it was really interesting to kind of think about, okay, truly putting it into the candidate's perspective and then creating a process around that, not a process around me. Yeah. You know, I found that got, that was really important because so the, the biggest time waster is bringing people just into an interview and then finding out three or four interviews later that, oh, this person wants a large company or this person wants something completely different than what we are. And so why not find that out up front, especially when people are the most honest, right? I mean, the truth is, I mean, you know, when you get down to an offer, people get really tight lipped and, you know, oh, well, let me just talk it over with my family. I'll get back to you, right? And then they turn down your offer and you're going, what happened? I don't know. If you gather all that information up front, you're saving yourself a ton of time on the back end, ton of heartache, ton of everything else, because you're finding people that are positioned properly with your organization. What are a few other key takeaways that you think someone will get from, from your book outside of the one takeaway I've already, I've already gotten? One of the big things that I've been talking about lately was I'm part of EO and I've, there's um, people that approach me and they talk about how people just are not showing up for interviews right now. And I think the big opportunity loss, like the biggest thing that people can learn right now is that your opportunity to get somebody to show up for your interview is that discovery call or the screening call, right? Like whatever you call that. People spend five to 10 minutes on the phone with somebody. They basically grill them, find out what they're looking to make, and then invite them in for an, a, an interview. And it's the biggest opportunity lost because you have that time right there in which you can understand who that person is and whether or not, again, they're positioned right for your company. But also you have the opportunity to find out all this really rich information to find out like what they need, what, they, what, what their pain is what they desire in their next role, and you know the impact that they've made in their current organization, how that's going to be transferable into yours. I think that's kind of the huge takeaway, you know, especially that's most relevant right now, at least. So I think the book is really for anyone and everyone, but I'm a recruiter. So I, I have, I'm totally biased on your book, Rick. So who you. did you, who did you write your book for? Um, entrepreneurs and, and hiring managers really, because I think that 
at the root of hiring decisions, like recruiters get a chair for this. You have the best recruiting department in the world, but if you have a if you don't have a good hiring process and you don't have a good interview process, you're going to fail. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's a CIO a few weeks ago, and and um, I said, "How much interview training have you had in your career?" And this is like a 30 year plus guy, and he's like he's managed like hundreds of millions of dollars in budget. I mean, like he's, he's run some really large organizations. And he said, you know what? I've had probably about an hour of interview training my whole career. And that whole hour was consumed with what I can't say. The wonderful illegal questions that you can and yes. cannot say. Yeah. Wow. Here's what you can't do. But, you know, nobody's ever taught what to do and why it's important for you to um, extract the right data. Like, it doesn't surprise me, but like, you know, we just, we basically pull interview questions out of what we've experienced in our past. And they seem like they're good interview questions, or you might read something, but the problem is they don't tie to anything. So you have nothing to evaluate it against. And so again, all you're doing is just, well, I don't know if he likes baseball. I like baseball. Maybe we should hire him. Pretty much. Yes. And it is, <laughs> it is such a detriment when um, hiring is so critical for a business to succeed that yeah. we take zero effort to make sure that the people making those hiring decisions feel really confident in their capabilities. And you know what? You're not doing any any good for your company, but you're also not doing any good for that other person. So I know when I wrote my book, I had goals and I, I wanted to have some successes from that. So what have you seen so far? You know, I, I know your book's been out for a couple months now. So yeah. what are some successes you've seen so far for you or your business? You know, it's funny. Um, I, I kind of correlate the whole releasing the book thing to probably having a baby. You know, my wife's experience, like that last trimester, I just, she's like, I just want it out of me. With the book release, I, I didn't I didn't really have huge ambitions to be like a number one bestseller because I, I found out that's pretty much all pay to play. My ambitions were just to really get it out there and have it available. And then I've been able to kind of take it in um, and share it with with potential clients, with other people that are out there just to kind of get, get the word out there, right? I haven't, I mean, you know, I've been, I've sold a couple hundred books since the release, so not a whole lot. Um, but, you know, it's just consistently kind of building up. I, I'm kind of a slow burn anyway. I like to kind of just I like the hockey stick. <laughs> when I think, you know, that was one of the key things I wanted was to get get it into my customer or my client's hands, potential clients, so that they could see who I was and, and what yeah. I do. And I think that's a huge success when you can do that and be able to, you know, have instead of just a business card, a book and say, this yeah. is me, this is who yeah. I am. This is what I do for you. Are you interested? Totally. totally. Yeah. It's funny. Like I've, I've given it out a bunch, you know, it's fun. I had a box of books that just came in my second box. I don't think, you know, I think people read part of it, but like most people, um, somebody told me in the past, they're like, you just give them a book and it's like the most expensive business card you'll ever give them. Right. But, but it automatically just elevates your credibility. I, I, I hope that they read it. And I, and I've had like a lot of good feedback on people who have read it. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I just, I haven't had like any, any huge thing, but like, I've just been nose down, just, you know, building my business and just getting things off the ground. So with our hiring operating system, we're actually building out a, a software platform for it. So, you know, when you give them the operating system, you can give them your book and be like, here, take both of these and, and it's going to help you be successful. Totally. Totally. I mean, my goal is to, I want to see entrepreneurs succeed more so than like the large companies, because there's, I, I'm like a total geek about innovation. Like I love innovation. I love people who 
step outside the box and make things happen. And, you know, so just giving entrepreneurs that the tools so that they can just plug that into their business and be able to thrive. That, that's what kind of gets me going in the morning. Awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of the same with you. I, I like innovation. I like creativity. I like people who think outside of the box and don't do yeah. everything the, the same way as everybody else. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a great feeling when, especially entrepreneurs, when you, when someone else gets you and, and gets what you're doing and, yeah. and is part of like an advocate for you. Yeah, very true. So now that you're an author, is there any advice you would give to someone who is writing a book? You know, the way I did it, I always do everything kind of the hard way first. And then, and then figure out like how to, how to make it better next time. Um, if I, so, you know, what I did was I actually woke up every morning and I wrote for two hours over the course of like a few months in the dark with no distractions. Cause I have like major purple squirrel syndrome, like, Oh, what's that? You know? So I spent my time doing that. I completed my first version of the manuscript and then I hired a developmental editor to come in and like really put structure and build out the book, which made it from very difficult to read to like what I have today, which is, which is great. Like, you know, we were able to make a bunch of changes. I, I would say like, if you don't have the time and you want to write a book, hire a ghostwriter, like that's, you know, but, but the important thing that I found is find somebody who really gets your voice. I had a, I, I talked to a lot of people and I was like, this person doesn't really get me. Right. So find somebody who gets your voice and can bring that to life in the paper. I agree. My editor was my best friend and she made me sound amazing in my own voice. So it yeah. wasn't like she completely changed my whole manuscript and, you know, just tweaked the heck out of it. She literally just made me sound smart and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. Right. I mean, I, yes. I, I'm kind of a smart ass. So like I needed somebody who had a big, a bit of a smart ass personality. So I, I found this lady named Lisa Canfield and she just, her and I just clicked and, and she got me. So one of the things we're here to do is hopefully get people to purchase your book. So can you tell yeah. us where your book is? How can we purchase it? And then the best way to contact you afterwards. So that's the book, Healing Career Wounds. Um, I was um, fortunate enough to get Gino Wickman to write the um, forward for the book. So if you're a Traction or EOS fan, then he endorsed it. So it fits really well into EOS. You get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's, it's basically on every every bookstore. I mean, you know, everything sells through Amazon these days. So that's, that's definitely the best way to get it. So it's Healing Career Wounds. And again, it is... It is like the title of the book is, is the, is the mic drop moment. Like that's the answer. If you can show a really talented person that you heal their career wounds, they're going to want to join your company. Absolutely. Fantastic. And then how can they reach out to you or how can they connect with you? Um, yeah, you can check out our podcast, which is higher power radio and that's H I R E. It's not a religious show. You can also um, reach me at, or you can find me at rickatstridesearch.com is my email address, or you can check out stridesearch.com is my, is my company. Okay, great. Well, I'll add all those to the podcast notes and Rick, it's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you so much for being a part of the Booksmart Business Podcast. Jody, you know, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Booksmarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.